Welcome everyone to the Greenmaker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Bachico. We are coming off quite the weekend of wrestling here in Winnipeg, and we're capping that off with the Royal Rumble, which I mean was it's it's the start of the road to WrestleMania. So this is where all the storylines and everything are going to start picking up pace. You can already kind of see what the WrestleMania card is going to be like. So I figured, what better time? to chat about the Royal Rumble, then right now, get everything out there. Like, let's talk wrestling. Let's let's have some fun with it. So joining me today, one of my favorites, one half of Red Hot Summer, Bryce Bentley. Bryce, how's it going? Hey, Blair. Thanks for having me back. I really appreciate it. And I am doing fantastic. Uh, I mean, a little hurt, a little upset that we had lost the CWE Tag Team Championships last uh Last night, or sorry, two nights ago on Friday at uh, the 14th anniversary show, to Team mm-hmm. Impact. Um, I mean, we were. I'll, I'll talk about it quickly here. We were completely blindsided, and uh, you know, unfortunately, we lost the titles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it was quite the shocking surprise. I think a lot of uh, a lot of the fans in attendance did not expect that, but Team Impact came out with uh, came out like a, a, a fury. They were right into it so i mean it's one of those you know live and learns but uh the night before at winnipeg pro wrestling red hot summer had quite the match with technical difficulties you guys got your win back yes yeah uh, that match with technical difficulties at the uh, wpw show was it was one of my favorite matches that we've ever had it was it was surreal it was so much fun and we, we were so happy to open the show that night and just put on that really, really fun match with technical difficulties. Both those guys are an amazing talent, and I'm I was just so happy that we get we're able to get that win back with them. I'm I'm waiting for the uh, the tiebreaker now, so I'm I I don't know nothing. I mean, we're one and one now. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know nothing. I mean, we need that but... rubber match, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe this will be the start of the. Uh, I'm just throwing it out. Like I said, I don't know nothing. Maybe this is the start of the WPW tag titles. Who knows? You know, I'm just gonna throw it out there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But we're willing that into existence because what better two teams to uh, face off for it than you two guys. So fingers crossed for something like that. Fingers crossed indeed. So we're here to chat about the Royal Rumble. Now, as a whole, how did you enjoy it? You know what? It was a, it was a long show, mm-hmm. but I really did enjoy both the Rumbles and then the main event. Yes. I mean, the, the main event was probably the best wrestling match but then the the two rumbles there there were spots in both of them that i found really enjoyable and really made it you know for a show that was four hour four hour what 10 minutes long mm-hmm. it it still felt like four hours but it wasn't as bad as some wwe shows that could be four hours yeah i think the fact that it was you know you had the two rumble matches which are going to go an hour plus couple that with you know other matches that'll be going maybe 30 minutes and then a slog of video packages all throughout. Like that yeah. was that was that quite is a bit. that for me is what is the most annoying part is having to sit through all these video packages. I I have to get up and like walk around. Like I can't <laughs> I can't sit and just watch these video packages. <laughs> but the funny part is I have to watch these video packages so I can get at least caught up on what the what currently is happening in all these storylines. Mm-hmm. 
Well, last night they kicked things off with the Royal Rumble. And I mean, I, I, I'm drawing a blank even who the first two were. I know one of them was Gunther, and I should have kept track of the first couple. Yeah. But he had quite the. So it was Gunther and. Who it was, was it? Gunther and Sheamus. Sheamus, there we go. Yeah, so I mean, they were continuing off their feud that they had. I believe it was in the summertime where they had that that, that really really good match. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was a that was a phenomenal match. So really having those two start out in the ring was a really good idea. Um, I mean, especially when number three, one of my favorites, The Miz, came in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course, you like The Miz. I'm not surprised by that. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's so, my favorite person to hate, that's for sure. <laughs> he plays that character to a T. I mean, without a doubt, you know. So yeah. <laughs> even a few years back when they tried like the Miz face turn that like completely fell flat. It was just like Oh, you, yeah. With, something... with like with, with Rick Rick Flair, right? Yeah. Like yeah, we started to do the figure four and everything. <laughs> it just it did not work. No. So it's it's one of those things. He's the perfect he plays his role perfectly. Yeah. So the rumble, there was a few things like I noticed and I I really started keeping track uh, when the ring filled up, you know, because after Chad Gable got out there and one of my favorite things that I noticed was the, uh, the mat wrestling that Gable and uh, Xavier Wood started doing in the middle of the rumble. And they're just, yeah, when they, yeah, they were doing some of that amateur wrestling in there. That was really cool. It was nice. cut, And it sucks with like WWE's like camera cuts because they have to cut it every like second. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like trying to like see like where they were wrestling because I was like, this is the most interesting part right now in the rumble, but the camera keeps cutting in and out from <laughs> it. I'm like, just, just, just leave it on them, please. Just give us that. But as soon as they start doing it, it's almost like they're thinking like, whoa, whoa, there's too much wrestling. We we need to cut to something else. And then you got 48 <laughs> camera cuts right after. Yeah, we got to cut to the fan chewing on popcorn. Like, like <laughs> I don't, I do not understand why they do so many camera cuts. No, and it is noticeable, and it seems so like it doesn't give it a chance to let the moments breathe at all. You know, it like I noticed it more in the women's rumble, but it was there would be a big move, and then it was camera cut, camera cut, camera cut, camera cut, and then you're like, well, just give it a second, just let it breathe and run with that. And that's like when you're doing the camera cuts, they're supposed to seem seamless, right? Like mm-hmm. to like for for fans just watching, you're not supposed to notice the camera cuts happening. You're supposed like it's just supposed to just naturally happen that it, it's going into the action obviously every now and then you're getting at the odd bad camera cut but like whenever i'm watching wwe i just like i'm like i can count like how many times in my hand within 10 seconds how many times it's already changed like camera cuts and for me it actually takes me out like i just i can't pay attention to it you're noticing the camera cuts more than you are the wrestling and that's the complete opposite yeah. of what you want exactly it, it gets really annoying but I tried. I tried to just be like, "All right, it just, this is it, it is what it is now. This is yeah. what they're they're going for." And yeah, compl- complaining about it ain't gonna change it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Drew McIntyre was he came out at number nine, and uh, yes, yeah. immediately eliminated Karrion Cross. And Cross is someone who, like, I feel he just hasn't grasped it yet in in WWE. Like, even his NXT run, like, it left something to be desired. And they're still giving him the chances he- up there. You know, he's got a great, great look, mm-hmm. you know, great entrance, really cool, th- like, entrance music. Uh, I just, whenever he's in the ring, I just don't find it interesting anymore. And I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. He's just, look, he looks great, looks the part, but for some reason, I just 
as soon as he starts wrestling, I'm just I'm checked out. Like I, I didn't see much of his impact stuff, but I mean, to me, he feels so better suited to be like a top guy in a promotion like that, where you can almost well in in impact, he was really good. Like I really yeah. liked his like killer cross stuff. Like he, but like granted, he was more just like coming in doing like a, a assassination gimmick, and then he was that was basically it. So the stuff at Impact, I guess maybe it was because it was it was new at the time too, right? So maybe that was why. But I, I like like I said, he he looks really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I almost feel like they kind of did him dirty from the get go with uh, the gladiator helmet esque entrance and all that oh, when he first yeah. got called up and just hasn't been able to recover. But it is what no, it is. Yeah. I remember that. I mean, yeah, like that was awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. I don't know. I don't know who that was. Who that was for? But man, that was that was brutal. Mm-hmm. The uh, so Drew Lemay's cross out at number twelve is Brock Lesnar, and I am always for a Brock Lesnar Rumble appearance because, like, when you yeah. had the first one back in twenty twenty, I think, like, just watching him huck guys out the ring, like that is what I want to see. Brock Lesnar clear in the ring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was quick. He he eliminated Santos Escobar like pretty pretty quickly on that right where he was yeah uh he like he like did a cross body onto him caught him and then chucked him over right yeah. that was that was like the brock's first elimination yeah i think he had santos chad gable and johnny gargano i think uh dawkins 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 think, that's the, who it is so 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 speaking of gargano <laughs> he was in the rumble for like 30 minutes but I actually had no idea he was even in the rumble. <laughs> like he, he just he randomly he randomly just showed up. I think he got eliminated at like 20, 20 something. I'm looking for it here. Uh, oh, he got eliminated thirteenth. But mm-hmm. like I had no idea he was in there for as long as he was. Like I mean, just the fact that I thought that Lesnar eliminated him at you know the 12th spot so it really shows how much you noticed him in the rumble exactly yeah i do have to i mean this goes with my deep dive into impact that i've been watching the early years and uh, Corey graves referred to uh, brock lesnar as the alpha male of our species the alpha male of our species is monty brown and we just need to leave it at that because we'll leave it at that because that that ring is his serengeti because he's going for the (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i love monty brown i'm this, happy you started watching all the original uh the original uh, uh asylum years because oh, man there's some gold in there there so is so much gold i i finished i finished watching all the asylum year stuff and now i'm a, a little i think i'm in 2005 now i've taken a little bit of break of watching all the weekly weekly impact mm-hmm. but i got to about 2000 when when ddp was sort of around still after okay. he did the destination x pay-per-view there, or yeah destination X. there's those early years it is such like a mishmash of like ideas and wrestlers and uh it's there's some gold in there some absolute garbage but it is worth going back to oh, take a look at it is like because you can watch some amazing amazing matches like i know everyone's gonna talk about the x division stuff but like mm-hmm. the like low-key like low-key uh jerry lynn aj styles like Wow, there's like it's amazing some of those matches. I'm like one of my favorite wrestlers, Elix Skipper. Like he's he's doing some amazing stuff at the time, and I, mm-hmm. I mean, I always thought Elix Skipper was one of, like phenomenal wrestler. So it, like 
it's nice watching back all those original uh asylum year stuff and just watching a bunch of his stuff i've been uh listening to a different podcast and they've been they review the uh early tna years so oh like, nice they've dished out like tons of like useful information and the one thing that i have to pass along is that the after the first pay-per-view there was actually only two guys under like lengthy contracts one was ken shamrock and the other was aj style so at least they knew they had something with aj yep. from the very beginning yeah right uh, well and it's funny because i sorry i'll, I'll keep yeah. going on the tna stuff but it's i think it's like episode 12 it was like an x division like special episode so i was reading up on the history of that and something to do with the contract with tna with like the original uh like sponsors for them backed out and then that's why they didn't really have any like funding that's why like they had no talent or, or were able to really do the show and so after that like that that special episode is when i think dixie carter took over mm -hmm. the uh so it, that's where you can see the difference in talent on there <laughs> if you do a deep dive into impact and i know this is way off topic but it's worth just if you're ever yeah. a fan of impact if you do a deep dive into like all the backstage stuff and like hear about it. I mean, like they were having their like numbers fabricated by like someone who worked there. So they thought that the buys were higher than they actually were. The budget was ridiculous yep. that they had to cut to like a minuscule amount. There is so much yeah. like, I would love to read like a full on, like the death of WCW book, but like a book about TNA about that. Yeah. And that, that, like, I agree. I think TNA has like this amazing history that could be written up in a book, like, especially in the first year. Mm -hmm. Like, I think just the first year, that book would be a great read. Oh, uh, there was a huge moment in the uh, the rumble between Gunther and Lesnar that they really teased, like, you know, just for a future thing, having those two face off. And I'm glad yeah. they didn't do too much with it, but it was really nice to see those two, uh, those two go at it. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. I mean, and then Bobby Lashley comes in and eliminates Lesnar, so yeah. it looks like they're they're leading to Lesnar and Lashley, yeah. which is a that's a match that's gonna be a lot of fun. I really like Bobby Lashley. His uh, he's been on a tear, and I'm 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 happy him and Lesnar are gonna have a I think a, a nice meaty match. Mm -hmm. This is really the feud that I think a lot of people expected a few years back when Lashley was first brought back. So it's uh, I'm glad we're yeah. finally getting it. Yeah. uh seth rollins came out at 15 we had ray at 17 who it was uh i think he was injured didn't, the night before so it was, uh, <laughs> they just tied that in uh, uh but we had sense. we had dominic mysterio at 18 so he was able to uh, get i think uh, a good rumble appearance in you know what? i really like dominic mysterio he uh He's he's doing really good with this uh, with this whole uh, Judgment Day faction that he has with Finn Balor. I, I think it's really cool. You know, it's one of those things that's actually really like interesting to see. Uh, he he fits in really well with like Rhea Ripley, uh, Damian Priest as well. Like it just it's a real cool like faction they've got going on there. Mm -hmm. And he just looks he just looks like like an asshole. <laughs> he really does, especially with the bandana yeah. around his neck. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Finn Balor was at 20, Booker T at 21. He had a, a brief moment to shine, eliminated by Gunther. After yeah, that, you know what was really funny about Booker T? Um, I was like, I was like, oh, I wonder who the surprises are. And then as soon as Booker T came out, I was like, oh, yeah, of course, the Red Houston. Like, of course, Booker T is going to show yeah. up. I didn't even think about the Houston tie in. I was just like, okay, who are the surprises then? Oh, Booker T. Okay. And then yeah. a, a returning like, edge. Yeah. 
it's nice seeing Edge back in there. Mm-hmm. And then looking, a short hair Edge. Looking full on like Christian. <laughs> uh, after that, uh, returning Logan Paul made, uh, I think this is his first Rumble appearance, if I'm not mistaken. He was there at 29. I'm pretty sure, yeah. You know what? Logan Paul was actually, the like, when I look back and think about what was the biggest thing that stood out for me, and it was actually the Logan Paul and Ricochet spot where they both did that, like, cross body from the... Uh, post to post and i'm like wow that was insane to see like that was wild it, it, was, like that was the biggest memory of the match it really was and it seemed like such like a weird spot to do and then when it happened like just the fact that it takes so much agility and like precision to do a spot like that and it came off without a hitch yeah. it was like yeah that was that was pretty cool yeah and like <laughs> with logan paul like i was like oh great he's here but then he always he comes out and actually just really impresses me, like with what he's able to do. And I'm like, I'm like, I want to hate you, but you like, you're not, you're just not shitty, which I can't hate <laughs> you for not being shitty. <laughs> you see him do the buckshot Larry and you're like, fuck, he did a better buckshot than CM Punk. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, damn. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll cheer you on. Um, yeah. The- <laughs> No big surprise at number 30, the returning Cody Rose. I mean, if you're paying attention, you kind of knew he was going to be in the 30th spot. And uh, it's nice yeah. to see him back. Uh, I'm very curious the the arc that they kind of are going to lay out with him on the road to WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, I wish they didn't announce it prior mm-hmm. to. Like, I, I really think it shouldn't have been. Like, I feel like the, the surprise factor could have been really well executed with Cody Rhodes coming out at number 30. I think with him being announced early kind of made like the, the ending then be predictable, which kind of sucked. Uh, I think that was a big letdown for me was just that like, as soon as he came out of 30, I'm like, well, going in, he was also the favorite to win. And then yeah. coming out at number 30 and I'm like, all right, well, here's the Cody Rhodes show. Like, I mean, great for him. I mean, I just like, I like a little bit of element of surprise, mm-hmm. and th- th- like as soon as all that happened, I was like, "Well, there goes all the element of surprise." I did really like though that it was Gunther and Cody Rhodes yes. in the final two spots, uh, and I really enjoyed that they actually put on a little bit of a match at the mm-hmm. end of the at the end of the Rumble, similar to the, the for for Taker and Michaels in two thousand and seven. Um, uh, you know, I really enjoy- I, I like when they add that little bit of extra element to it. Really shows like. Cody Rhodes actually still has to earn this win, mm-hmm. especially coming at number 30. Like Gunther's been through there for the whole hour. He's showing, you know, that his, uh, you know, he's, he's still, uh, he's still got a bunch of uh, energy left in the tank. And then Cody Rhodes is still being the fresher opponent. It's nice showing that Gunther was still able to put on a full match at that point too. Yeah. I think they went for about seven or eight minutes. And I like the fact that this will, it has potential that if Cody wins at WrestleMania, it'll, you have his first feud set up right there with with Gunther. You know, whether it's leading into yeah. SummerSlam or another big pay per view, it writes itself just by the ending alone. Yeah, and down back a little bit here, almost like I forgot how big the guy is. He's a monster. Oh yeah, but it was really funny when uh, because Braun Strowman was like right after. Mm-hmm. And like I was like, like the audience didn't even react. Like it was like a wet fart with him coming yeah. out, and I'm like, what? Like I thought he was a big deal. I don't remember him being nothing. And, and the fact that they mentioned a Brock Ricochet tag team, and I'm like, 
I have not watched enough SmackDown for this. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, me neither. I was like, what? These guys tag together? <laughs> so post-Rumble, the next matchup was... Uh, I should preface this by saying, like, I always try to keep things positive on this podcast. Um, I feel it's a good way to go with wrestling, you know? I don't think I could oh, yeah. find They're... one nice thing to say about the pitch black match. I, I don't understand yeah. who this was for. I, you know what? I like, I'm the exact same way. Like, I always try to find a positive out of anything in life. I try to find a positive out of anything in wrestling. The only positive I have to say about this was, like, like the face paint on uh uh on Bray Wyatt was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh I didn't mind the neon stuff. Like it looked kind of cool, but like this wasn't a Naomi match. Like if it was for Naomi, sure, like that would have made yeah. made sense. But like I I I didn't know what was really going on and it, it sucks for LA Knight cuz I really like LA Knight. Um I don't. Yeah, it, it wasn't for me. I don't. I think they sh- like with Bray Wyatt. It sh- he should be more of a gritty brawler, grinder type. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just whatever this was, it was what it was. Uh, the confet like the confetti under the table stuff too. Yes. I was like, I like it was like I think it was like Corey Graves I was like, what's this stuff all over the table? It's like you were sitting there. You should have seen what this stuff mm-hmm. is. Like it, like this stuff. It just doesn't make sense. And I was like, oh, whatever. Like it cool visual i didn't i didn't hate that it was in with like the backlight stuff or the blue light stuff that it actually was kind of a cool visual but like why why like where's the why what's the purpose of all this and i was like whatever like whatever it was what it was and i was glad it was over quick the happiest i have ever been in with wrestling was when they announced bray wide was coming back to wwe and you would just stop hearing about yeah. rumors of him going to AEW because i have zero interest in him the way to get me back into bray Wyatt is have him be the old you know character from this the swamp or wherever they were from you know like the yeah Wyatt that's I mean, what i would be into yeah that was that was a real cool character because it still made sense why he was wrestling mm-hmm. but why is he wrestling now like i just i don't like i don't get it i do i do like the creative element i do like the whole supernatural sort of thing he got going on that's cool but it has to also transition to the fact of why he's wanting to wrestle like it doesn't make sense that he's doing all these silly matches that don't really have anything to do with wrestling i don't i like personally i don't want to see matches with him where you have your opponent coming out looking worse than when they go into it because there's very few matches yeah. he's been a part of where his opponent afterwards, when since he's been the fiend, has come out looking scot free. And I think the only one was Brian yeah. Danielson. Yeah, yeah, and it's I, I like I don't know who it's who it's for, but I'm sure there there are people that do like it. People cheer him, so I personally power, would power like that less matches that look like they were done at U putts glow in the dark mini golf, but so be it. If that's what people are into. <laughs> well, the funny part is a lot of his specialty matches. You don't really see them ever come back. So. Thank, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Um, after that was the women's title match, Bianca Blair champion versus Alexa bliss. And uh, you know what? Like it wasn't, this match very much felt like a TV match that you would have seen on Raw or SmackDown, but uh, Bianca yeah. always comes across as such a huge star. 
Bianca is a star. Uh, I mean, she she's incredibly talented, uh, athletic, and she she has everything to be a star. I just don't know why. Like this match was whatever. Like mm-hmm. I mean, not, nothing really happened in it. Nothing bad happened in it. It just it was there. It, it was what it was. It was there, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like it was a it was the match before the women's Royal Rumble. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I didn't hate it. I mean, there were some cool parts with it. I mean, but Bianca did a lot of black, uh, backflips, which was kind of just doing a bunch of backflips, which was kind of cool, but really, like, nothing other than that happened. I wonder, like, you see the star power with Bianca, and I wonder if they'll ever allow her to break through to that next level. Because I feel like in WWE, there's you have your Bailey's, your Becky's, your Charlotte's at that top level. And it's very difficult for any other wrestler to break through to there. And I wonder if they'll ever allow Bianca to get there. She definitely has the talent to get there. I just, I don't know what it's going to take for her to get to that next level. Mm -hmm. Um, You mentioned the women's rumble and that was up next. As a whole, how did this compare to you with past women's rumbles? Uh, somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I really my favorite my favorite one was probably the one that um, Oscar had won. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. she won the second one. I think so because there's been what four? I think this was the fourth one. I think so, and I thought she won the second one. If I if I'm right, uh, now I'm second guessing myself. Well, yeah. That one that she won was mm-hmm. probably the best. Um, this one, yeah, somewhere in the middle. It wasn't. Uh, oh no, sorry, she won the first one. Okay. Uh, Becky won the second one. Charlotte won twenty twenty. Bianca won twenty twenty one, and then Rousey won twenty twenty two. This was the sixth one. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Now, that's why. That's why we got computers, right? We can take a look and make sure exactly. fact check ourselves quickly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the first, yeah, and I think the first. Yeah, <laughs> and the first one with being with Oscar. I mean, it also the novelty of being the first one, but I really like the one with Oscar in it. So yeah, this will be ranked somewhere in the middle. I remember the one with Charlotte and it not being very good. The one in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, with this one, I mean, the first thing I noticed, like the men's rumble, I watched without sound because it was too early and I didn't want to hear Pat McAfee going nuts. But last night when I was listening to oh. this one. Uh, Corey Graves pointing out Royal Rumble logic and it is one thing that you almost can't point it out because after you do that's all you notice when he mentioned like why are you trying to stop an elimination by eliminating the person who's doing the el- eliminating like go help them and then continue on so don't point yeah, help out. them yep I always found that stuff to be really silly <laughs> but yeah <sighs> The Bailey came out at six. Um, actually, I should mention the uh, first two in the ring were Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, and they had quite a performance. Yeah. Um, Bailey was in at yeah. six. B Fab in at seven. Uh, she hit a few moves, quickly eliminated by Rhea Ripley. And uh, the, yeah. f- the first sort of one that really kind of I noticed was uh, Roxanne Perez at eight, the NXT champ. It's her hometown. I thought she had a, a nice little showing, even though she didn't get any eliminations. Yeah, she had a nice little showing. Uh, I mean, I was going to just do a comparison with the women in the, the men's rumble here, but mm-hmm. it's really funny how they kind of did the same, you know, one and two lasting kind of a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, Gunther lasted coming in at one, and then Rhea Ripley going all the way. Like, at number one, it's just like, 
they were very similar in that sense. Uh, but yeah, Roxanne Perez, she did really good in there. I, I really like Dakota Kai and Yo Sky as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing the whole stuff with damage control as well, which was really good. Um, but really, it was number 17 with Asuka. Her new face paint looked really cool. I really like that. Yeah, almost going back to uh, her Kana face paint, it looked like. Uh, not exactly, but yeah. very similar. Even the hairstyle, a little different. So that was good to see. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah she was in at 17. And uh, Piper Niven in 18, the former Dewdrop, going back to her original name. That is something as small of a detail as it is that I am firmly supportive of. Yeah, no, I agree. I think uh, that Dewdrop name was awful. So glad she's back as uh, Piper Niven. Um, I know Corey Graves made a mention that he's very excited to see a Piper Niven and Tamina match. So something to look forward on your next pay-per-view or Raw. Fuck, I'm glad someone's excited for that. the fact that Tamina was (laughs) the fact that Tamina was even in this rumble it's like couldn't find someone else come on yeah (laughs) but you mentioned Chelsea Green sorry yeah that's okay Chelsea Green it was nice to see her see her surprise unfortunately it was a quick in and out for her and uh, I I wish she was in a little longer what what is up with that shit like they love to do stuff like that you have a debut or return of a a superstar and they're in there for five seconds and then they're thrown out uh whatever it was it was what it was (laughs) um chelsea green was in a 20 and then uh it was a plethora throughout the rest um bailey eliminated becky and then the final three were Liv Morgan. Was it Bailey and Rhea Ripley? Uh, Nikki Cross, Oscar, Liv Morgan, and Rhea Ripley were the oh, final okay. four. Okay, so it wasn't Bailey. Um, I think Liv. No, I think Bailey. Ba- Bailey. Yeah, Liv eliminated Bailey. I think uh, at thir- Yeah, she was the thirteenth one eliminated. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, the the final little showdown between the two, I mean, it was, it was very, uh, it was creative, but then the whole misting thing and just the, I can't see, I can't see. I'm like, well, you should have enough wherewithal to roll into the ring if you know you're on the outside. Exactly. Uh, it was uh, silly, another, another silly ending, but I mean, the right, like, Rhea Ripley winning was good. Yes. Happy. I was happy with her. Yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about Nia Jax, so, so we, oh. should, we should circle back <laughs> to number 30. If you want to, we'll go back to number 30. <laughs> you weren't excited to see Nia Jax back? Oh. And it's or just... Nia? Yeah, Nia Jax. <laughs> I, I just... With Nia, she's just someone I can't get into. Oh, no. I, just... I even remember her, her NXT stuff. I remember it just being like not great. Mm-hmm. And then she showed up on Raw. And then she did, like she had a face turn at some point. And then she was a champion. And then lost. And then was back. And then got released. And now it's back again. The thing that I almost remember most about her original run was when she appeared at the men's rumble a few years ago and randy orton oh, yeah, yeah. 
That's what I remember most. (laughs) What a career. That's what I remember of it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It was, it was an okay rumble. I mean, both of them, I feel like they kind of lacked a little bit, but for me, I like more surprises. Yeah. uh, Like it's okay not to have a bunch of like surprise, like entrance and everything, but you should keep the element of surprise then to what's happening in the ring. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I think like WWE is a little pigeonhole that they always want like the surprise return or the surprise comeback, mm-hmm. but you could just do the surprises in the ring to really bring to showcase and bring that out. Right. Like I do, I do love the random surprises that do come and show up like Booker T, mm-hmm. but I still think you can have more elements of surprise in the ring. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, Liv Morgan, like, um, well, I'll say like Bobby Lashley um, eliminating Lesnar. That was an element of surprise. Like, that was really cool to see because mm-hmm. Lesnar was running roughshod doing what Lesnar does. And then for him to get that quick elimination, that was a nice surprise that came out. Keeping that sort of element of surprise in the ring yeah. can then heighten those random surprises that do come, you know, at number 26. Uh, to further that, I mean, with uh, I mentioned Roxanne Perez and how she, she had a good showing, but no eliminations. I mean, as the NXT champ, I mean, what better way to introduce her and possibly set up a future feud than having her actually have an elimination or two? You know, it, if you, yeah. you know, I know you want Bailey to go far in the Rumbler or, or, you know, Becky, but, you know, you have Roxanne Perez eliminating Bailey and then. Hey, right when she gets called up, she's got a few waiting for her. The fans are already going to know who she yeah. is. What a great way to to get her back into there with something right away. Well, exactly, and, and stuff like that works so well for Bo Dallas. Like, mm-hmm. I can't see why they wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I believe. Yeah. <laughs> like all in all, up to this point, I feel like it was a very average pay per view. But what really? Yep what I really enjoyed was the main event, specifically the, the post match. I feel like the match itself was just a vehicle to get us to the end. Uh, yeah. I, like Roman and Roman and Kevin Owens had, uh, had better matches before, mm-hmm. but I think the focus, like the focal point was going to be on what's after the match, like with everything they're doing with Sammy. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll touch on the match quickly. Like it was, it's a fine match. Yeah. Uh, I, I enjoyed it for a main event. It was good. Um, they yeah they did have better matches even their like their rumble match that they had uh, was it last year? I think where it was, it was yeah, the, last year. Last year that one was that one was a really good match except for the ending wasn't very good but mm-hmm. the the match was fine. Um, but yeah, the post match stuff was what was the most entertaining of it. I'm I'm gonna punch up right now to see when their their last uh, rumble match was, but the. Uh, the one spot in this match that really like made me gasp was those uh, the being thrown onto the steps like that. Tw- tw- not once, but twice. Oh, Both times I twice, gasped yeah. because like, what a vicious move. Like that's something you really have to be careful with. Oh yeah. No, that was, oh, <laughs> that gave me shivers. I, I oh man. This after was tw- the, 2017. Okay. You got a 2017. That's, that was a while was that, ago. Was that, why did I feel like that was last year? <laughs> I don't know. Now, now we're going to do a deep dive into Royal Rumble main events. The 2022 Royal Rumble. Let's see. Uh, results. 
Oh, uh, that was Lashley and Brock Lesnar last year. Huh, interesting. Oh, no, yeah. They had the last man standing 2021. Yeah, see, I'm not 2021, crazy. okay. It was 2021. I was like, I was like, 2017, like, that seems like a long time ago, but they they did have a match then, too. Oh, last but year no, was... no, I was thinking about the last man. Last man standing? Yeah, uh... I was thinking about the last man standing in 2021. That was a really good match. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last year Roman Reigns uh, faced off with uh, Seth freaking Rollins and uh, Seth won by DQ. So there you go. The things oh, you learn while yeah, doing a podcast. I, the things I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, like you said, it was a good match. I mean, it didn't compare to their previous ones, but they were still able to, you know, go out there and deliver. But that yeah. post-match angle, I mean, the emotion and just interest in it like i mean they had me like i was feeling feels during it you know like and i think that's exactly right. what you want you know like you want my well, old ass to to get in, invested in it exactly and that's you know wwe's thing is not doing really that long-term storytelling it's all about the short term you know build to the next pay-per-view i'm really happy with the way they did this long-term storytelling with sammy i'm just i it just makes me happy to know that they're actually investing and they actually care in their main event storyline that it's been such a long build to it and i just it, it makes me happy it makes me someone who doesn't watch a lot of wwe actually want to tune in to watch it and learn what the story is and pay attention to it it's uh like i mean it got to a point where they had to progress it to this and I know you're going to hear people yeah. being like, oh, they should have done this and they should have done that. I think that's just a testament to the great storytelling that they did, that they want it to continue. But it comes to a point where yeah. you have to go to that next chapter. Yeah. And like, I mean, I, I love using the term lawn chair quarterback because like, yeah, of course you could have written it better, but we're, we're not the ones writing it right now. Exactly. I mean, hey, if yeah. you if you're so, pardon me. If you think you're so good, then I mean, they're always hiring writers. So, I mean, there's your chance. So, send yeah, in that application. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> <laughs> the, I, I love that the build to the moment where Sammy hit Roman was great. The the beatdown afterwards and then even with uh, yeah. the one, one of the Usos leaving, I think it was Jimmy, but I could be mistaken. Um, all of that was just, it was fantastic. And it, it, it makes me excited to see what they're going to do at elimination chamber. I mean, there's so much, so much potential, whether you want to do Sammy versus Roman as the main event, if you want to do all six of those guys in the elimination chamber, I think you could do a match like that and build off of that to a WrestleMania match. You know, you have Kevin, Sammy, Uso solo and reigns in the elimination chamber. You could get away with that and do Usos versus Sammy and Kevin yeah. at WrestleMania. But I, I love that there's so exactly. much potential. There really is. Uh, and, you know, speaking of that chair shot uh, from Sammy to Roman, I really like the, the kind of the regret that was showing on Sammy's face was also really, really well done. You know, he didn't want to do it, but he knew he had to do it just mm-hmm. to, in order for Roman to stop. And then just the the uh, I think it was I think it was Jay Uso that punched him in the face right there. It was like it was really well done. Mm-hmm. The because uh, you mentioned you know like armchair booking and stuff like that, and even afterwards, like yeah, I, yeah. I, I get into my head and I'm like you know like you overanalyze things. And it's like well maybe they should have had like when all this is happening, you know, like you have someone else try to run out, but then like have you know oh 
say like you think of like who they were feuding with before, whether it's like say Drew and Sheamus, you know, like yeah. you have them run out, but then oh, all of a sudden Imperium cuts them off or whoever they're feuding with, you know. But it's just it's too many yeah. layers. But I thought they did a great it's job. It's too right? too many. Uh, yeah. They really did a good job, and I was I was really happy with the ending. Like it's uh, it was a nice way, and it's always tough when you're not finishing the pay-per-view on a rumble match. Mm-hmm. I always feel like sometimes it's a little bit of a letdown to finish on like the a world title match. I mean, I look back in the years of ones that I remember being like Kurt Angle and Mark Henry closing out the show and being like, eh. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was like the rock and CM Punk also closing out the show and being mad. Like the rumble should be the rumble should be the finish, but yeah. I'm happy the way that they ended this one because it just, it, it is the pinnacle of their storyline. Like this is their main event storyline, but it makes sense that it's the main event storyline, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I and don't then think... I feel like, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, and, and I feel like with Cody winning, that's not the best way to end the show because then it would have had the predictability factor to it. Mm-hmm. I think the way because you could tell that they wanted Cody winning they weren't going to waver from that all along they did the right thing by yeah. announcing beforehand that Sammy wasn't going to be in the rumble so that you're not expecting him at 29 or 30 because if you don't say he's not going to be in you're going to get the same thing as Rey Mysterio and Philly a few years back where Batista was right. there and they booed them out of the building so they did the right thing to get to that point and hey I'm even happy with Cody winning uh, you know I'm I'm all for it. I want to see what they're going to do with it. I know everyone wants Sammy and Roman. I don't know if we get that as a mania main event, but I think we do get that along the way. I think so. Yeah. I mean, or does Roman do double duty? He could. I think you have that in your back pocket that if you wanted to, you have him and Cody one night, him and Sammy the next, and he, he could be titleless. Who knows? Who knows? I'm just here's my lawn chair quarterback moment. <laughs> That's hey, I'm all for it. So I, I love to hear yeah. people's <laughs> thoughts and ideas when it comes to booking, just to see the potential because there's so many possibilities. So as a whole, I wanted to ask. I mean, we'll give it you know out of five. What are you giving this pay per view? You know, it earns a solid two point five. It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. I mean, both of the Rumble matches, they, they, they're they the ones that elevate it, and then the main event really elevates it. Um, the pitch black match drags it, and, and then the Bianca Belair and Alexa Bliss just make it right in the middle. So I yeah. think a solid 2.5 out of 5 is a fair assessment. Maybe 2.25, but really, like, it ain't, it ain't hovering past 50%. You're not breaking the Meltzer scale with this rating is what you're saying. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> the, the post angle, the post angle stuff. I'll give that the highest ranking, but everything else, no. <laughs> that really saved the card. Like if they wouldn't have done that, I it had potential to be very bad. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, like there hasn't been much WWE stuff that I've seen, except for Sheamus, uh, Sheamus and Gunther. I there hasn't been much stuff that's going to rank very high recently for me. Yeah, and I know that's something that this year, trying to make a point of more of watching it. I know you're going to join me for more reviews this year with the the big four WWE. We're going to do the AEW one, so we're going to have a little bit of fun with that. And it's just to to change things up a little bit, have a little fun, do a review, and I think uh, it'll be good. So, um, Oh, yeah. 
coming up, I, I always like to ask, what do you have uh, for shows uh, ahead of you? So coming up on uh, February 17th, we've got Primo's at uh, the Deer Lodge Community Center on February 25th. Uh, Red Hot Summer is in Brandon for Cloud Nine. Nice. And then March 3rd, we've got WPW back again. And the show sold out in five hours. So, I mean, that's five hours. So I would love to say, hey, go and buy your tickets. But WPW is already sold out. (laughs) I think maybe down the road one day when I I have unlimited income and they keep selling out, I'll buy two tickets and I'll give them away on the podcast. And there you go. Yeah, there you go. Get the get those numbers up by giving away. The you get those numbers up, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, for those listening, uh, where can they find you on social media? So you got at Bryce Bentley two hundred four on Instagram and at Twitter. Nice, perfect. And I know you're very active on that yeah. Twitter, aren't you? Oh, I'm probably the most active person <laughs> on Twitter that you will ever see. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> incredible bryce thank you so much i'm getting i am i am getting better at this social media stuff i'm sorry (laughs) i'm sorry instagram is where i'm most active on i'm 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 getting better at the twitter stuff i promise there'll be more stuff coming it's a process (laughs) bryce thank you so much (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for joining me i truly appreciate it thank you blair i'll leave it with this with the Thank you so much to Bryce Bentley and thank you for checking out the podcast. I say it every time. I'll always say it. I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to me talk about wrestling. If it's your first time listening, you can find me up on Twitter at GreyMakerPod, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, GreyMaker Wrestling Podcast, email GreyMakerPodcast at gmail.com, up on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And I got t-shirts for sale, 25 bucks a piece. Just send me a message and I'll get you one. Thanks again for checking out the podcast. We'll talk soon.